Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. Much you and, can and his partner, Fela Tap and Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rob Florence. In the room with me is producer John. How are you doing, my man? I'm very well, thank you, Rob. Missed you eh, last week. It was just me and Gary. It was like tag one in, tag one out. It's like hot tag one out. Gredo is doing two doors down. Busy, busy, busy. The cold it's face is nearly done. It's gone on forever that like he's been recording this for what seems like it's like Lawrence of Arabia. I'm expecting out of this series of two doors down because it's been an epic recording schedule for him. Epic, epic, a very, very long shoot. Um, that's because they're getting all that BBC network money, mate. They're loaded, do you know what I mean? Aye, aye. Mm-hmm. I Smith will be taking most of it away. No, nah, probably, no doubt. Do you know he was invited to a party at ONC Smith's and he didn't go? Why is that? I don't know. It was a trap party at uh, ONC Swingers Smith. party. Was that? Was that a swingers party? I don't know. We'll have to ask him. Norton's got his keys in. There's Watson got his keys in. Yep. Uh, apparently, you missed it last week. We were uh, talking about Norton. Apparently, um, he's desperate to come to one of Grado's wrestling shows. Oh, aye? Aye. aye but... Well, he's known Grado for ages now, and he's not been to one of them, so do you think it's maybe just all talk? No, apparently, Grado, this was the story Grado told last week. He went in after uh, doing Shug's House, and a couple of the crew had went along to see Grado, and Grado had got him guesty and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he went two doors down, and there was Norton with his hands folded. Where is my invite? Didn't get oh, it. So he was quite disappointed. So, you know, maybe Norton could, you know, potentially pop up. Maybe he's going to Cardiff. Maybe he's on his way down to Cardiff to see the you great never man. Know. He may in, be, in, may be involved in that main event, mate. I you never know. know. And when are you leaving for Cardiff, John? I'm not going. I'm not going. Um, I'm going to, like, I'm not far away. Well, I'm about 200 miles away. I'm going to Shrewsbury to see my mate's baby this weekend and, I actually looked and went, oh, how far away is Shrewsbury? Cause Who's your mate's baby fighting? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, baby on baby wrestling matches. <laughs> that could be a new thing. Toddler toddler wrestling matches. That should be a thing. But no, I, I was like, I, I suddenly looked and went, oh, I'm in Shrewsbury. It's Cardiff that far away, but it's 200 miles. But I think that'd be a bad look, wouldn't it? Because they're still trying to shift tickets, aren't they? Apparently so. Um, one of the listeners messaged uh, us on the, the Wrestling Daft Twitter, and they are, seem to be throwing away cut-price tickets. Though, And I bet everyone that's paid a full whack, those ridiculous prices that were going, has gotten it. But uh, Twicket Sport um, have got tickets on there, 66% below face value. Wow. 
So, uh, that's thank you very much to Gavin who sent us through that. Um, I know there was quite a lot of people. I saw quite a lot of people on UK fan forum who had been you had bought tickets early doors and paid a certain price. Were now buying better tickets cheaper and trying to get refunds for the you know. It's a well, big, carry on. It's a big arena to fill. It's a bigger. It's a strong card though. How many is it? Oh god, it must be. So it's card. It's the Wayne Arena, isn't it? So it's like sixty odd thousand, isn't it? Wow. So it's how many? How many are in Falkirk's? Um, would you still call it a stadium? Would you still say stadium? I would still say a stadium. Yeah, it's about uh, eight thousand capacity. I think the fall. What eighty thousand? Did you say eight thousand out eight thousand? Eight hundred thousand. Eight thousand. Eight thousand. Yeah, I know we've only got three stands. You know, and I know. Has it ever been full? Aye, when Celtic and Rangers play, obviously <laughs> everyone comes. All right, okay. Is it ever full when Falkirk are playing? Who do Falkirk play normally anyway? Is it like professional teams? Yeah, professional teams, semi-professional teams in our case. Now that we're down in League One, you know, right. sometimes that, but um, sometimes you know. I see what I see what the punters are saying, John. Um, yeah. Right, so there's more chat about this booking, Mister Blobby. Has oh, Grado looked into this? Is he actually going to book him? He's looking into. Um, we had correspondence on it last night. Uh, last week, basically, everyone Grado just basically handed over the book to the listeners and said, "Can someone get get Blobby sorted for me?" Barry Killerby, as far as we did into our research last week, appears to still be the main man behind Blobby. Um, I what, what, age, what, what age would he be now? Uh, he must be a fair age. So I think he's maybe, and like the Corbett's, like Sooty and Sweep, mm-hmm. handed it down the generations, like Matthew Corbett handed it on to his son. So perhaps Barry has handed it on to the younger Killerby. And he's so you don't think it's Barry that's in the suit anymore, no? I don't think so. I think he's a fair age now, Rab. I can't imagine Blobby in about... He's definitely no bumping anyway. No, he's not going to take. He's well, exactly. He's not going to take a bump at that age. He's like honky tonk man, isn't he? But okay, um, well, Beppe got in touch. Yeah. He's suggesting that uh, Gradle reenacts the whole Ministry of Darkness angle for ninety nine with Gradle playing the part of Stone Cold. <laughs> Jester is Undertaker. Blobby is Stephanie, about to be crucified, putting the cross in Edmonds as a concerned father begging Gradle to help his boy and save him for the evil heel. Noel Edmonds finally pers- persuades Gradle to help, just as Blobby is about to be sacrificed to the dark side. That you could ever afford Noel Edmonds, could you? I see. Edmonds must be minted. Or did he lose it all? Did he, did he no. go through like, a bumpy patch when he like he invested in the crinkly bottom theme park? It all went No, I think he's still loaded. I think he's still loaded. This deal or no deal? Because you've got to remember after crinkly bottom and all that, it was a deal or no deal. That was a deal or no deal era. Aye, that's true. You know what I mean? It was a crinkly bottom era, um, <laughs> which is almost like the attitude era. And then... <laughs> The deal or no deal era was um, like ruthless like aggression. Ruthless aggression. Era, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? that, that's right. And they had a bit of a lull in between. It was like nineties WWF in, in the kind of middle of um, between house party and deal or no deal. Because he went away for a while. Edmonds was kind of not spotted like, after the whole crinkly bottom uh, theme park debacle. You don't it? think that the banker and deal or no deal that the WWE kind of ripped that off with the kind of. The I, secret fucking GM thing. Anonymous general. Anonymous I, general manager. They did, didn't they? It's like, oh, you know, Michael Cole. They should have get you could have, ah, uh, you could have Edmonds. Hey, yeah, there you go. Everything's starting to fucking converge in on each other. It's like smiley face. Go in touch and says Blobby coming out a box like the, like the bowl chainsaw Charlie gimmick. The box with Velcro and plastic chainsaw to cover the insurance on the suit. Paul Bearer returns for the dead to tell Undertaker and Kane that the third brother is alive, and the demon Blobby is revealed. I like, I quite like that. 
James says, how about when you do the live show, Chris Toll is there doing a wee interview in that, when Mr Blobby runs in, maybe in the 80 quid Snyder outfit, he starts doing his thing and ends up bumping into Toll, they start scrapping, Toll knocks Mr Blobby's mask off, and underneath it's producer John, a bit of colour on his forehead, and then he starts beating Toll up, shouting, fuck your podcast. <laughs> ends up getting dragged away by Robert, Robbie the Robot, and the guy that used to see in the tune that used moulds to make sand models of the sleeping dogs. Now I'm going to tell you something about these sand models, these sleeping dogs. You don't use moulds to make them. Do you know how they work, these sand models, John? I can't remember this guy. Where, was he based on Buchanan Street or Saucy Street or Argyle Street? Ever, you see them everywhere, right? But there was definitely a guy in the tune and it would be like a golden retriever made out of sand that would be wow. lying there, right? And he'd be kind of brushing it and tweaking on that. But what that actually is, is just a plastic golden retriever that's lying there that has kind of sand sprinkled over the top of it. No, it's no. It's fake. It's a work. That you try to tell me that's a work? It's a total work, mate. It's a total work. These things are a work. All the days they get done there, they put the plastic one out, right, that already has a kind of sandy look to it. And then they put the poor sand over the top of it, and then it just looks like they've they've made it, but it's a work. It's a total bump. <sighs> that's blown my mind. After the chat about uh, Benson Phillips getting involved, Brian says Benson Phillips has worked a match at Tidal with Martina, getting booked for Family Bash. He's, he does a lot of interesting things, that boy. And and Paul pointed us in the direction of the rise and fall of Mr. Saturday Night and Noel Edmonds on YouTube. Now, that was on, what, that was on maybe Channel 5 or Channel something? 5, it's made it to YouTube now, aye. Um, he says, right up the street, lads, chapter four gets in, right in a book, Blobby. Someone was probably looking at their DVD shelf coming up with the title, an old Rise and Fall ECW title, of course, they're referring to there. Uh, thanks to everybody who flagged up Luigi Primo. Who's Luigi Primo? Now, this is, I don't know if you've seen, we've got, I'm going to show you this, Rab. Uh, JT's me, first thing, he says, uh, Luigi Primo might just be his favourite next indie wrestler. Pizza and wrestling, what's not to like? So this guy... It's got a gimmick. I don't know what you're going to think about this gimmick. Oh my gosh, you are awesome. This is amazing. Luigi Primo here with me, RCW fan. So Luigi, how do you feel about the show? I feel a mixed. On the one hand, I had defeated my former tag team partner, a Druid Dread, a decisively with a pizza cutter, slamming his head into the mat. I feel bad that this is essentially the end of our friendship. But I guess it had already been a loss. I guess I thought maybe I could have bring him back to a good pizza through a combat. But if I can't have a friend, at least I can have a match I win. Because I'm a Luigi Primo and I make a best of pizza. Every day! Any time! In the USA. And that's, that's I'm always saying that. That's awesome. No, I think it's perfect. Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming out. And we'll see you on July 3rd, everyone. Do you want to see him work? I like now? him. Can he work? <laughs> Do you want to see him work? Right, I want to see him it. work, guy. Right. I liked how he was doing the Italian ah, uh, uh, just, but just kind of in random places. Right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see this boy. Let's see this. Let's see if this boy can work. Says me a fucking. This was the worst on it when guys like me say, Can he work? Uh, but, uh, can he work? But <laughs> fucking shut up, Rob. Can he work? Ready? He's actually he's actually spinning a pizza here while he's That's actually fucking quite impressive by the way the fact he's going in about this pizza. Still he's still fucking about that pizza. Yeah! 
No problem. Yes, man, I've got a team in the world for a spider here. This boy's, this, this, I like this guy. Is Luigi Primo our new favourite wrestler? I wouldn't say he's my new favourite wrestler, but I, I would say I would happily watch him versus Orange Cassidy any fucking day of the week. Yeah. Any day of the week. Apparently, you did a match with the Underbaker, and there was promos cut between the Underbaker, who I'm presuming has some sort of bakery gimmick, oh versus Luigi Primo. Unbelievable. Um, no, uh, Gavin says here's one for you. Wrestling moves as goal celebrations. This is a belter. Julian Hernandez, y que bien definió sobre la salida de Volpi Moy. I think you need Excalibur to tell us what exactly that move is because I have no idea. It's like kind of head scissors into a turn into a forward roll. It almost looks as if it's going to be like a Hurricane Rana at the start or something, and then it's, you know, I don't know what's going on with it. I'm assuming it's Mexican, it's Mexican football. Do you see these fucking football players? Mm-hmm. Right, see, in all seriousness. These fucking football players need to decide whether they want to be football players or fucking wrestlers. Right? <laughs> Enough of this fucking carry on. Enough of it. Uh, show a bit of fucking respect. There's no wrestlers making the money that these fucking pampered football players are making. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they should have a stay in your fucking lane, boys, is what I say. Right? Hi, boys and John. The steam train is writing back after winning Listener of the Week, but this time for another email address. The steam train's back, John. Yeah, I remember. I couldn't be fucked with that one anymore. You know how it is. Haha. <laughs> in all seriousness, thanks for giving me wrestlers, wrestling daft Listener of the Week and thinking about my dad. He was a great guy when he was around. In his final days, we used to always watch straight out of Dudleyville on DVD. The Dudley boys are my bestest tag team because they fought every best tag team about. My wee dad used to say to me and my wee bro that teamwork makes the dream work. The Dudley boys obviously heard something similar for their old man, because they definitely made the dream work. But enough about the two brothers. I'm emailing in again to talk about my brother. My wee bro, Don, has gotten into the podcast since you guys gave me that award. He's no into wrestling that much, but he loves a go radio breakfast show. Well, nobody's perfect. And he's right into food, so he loves when you guys talk about Scran. Me and my wee bro have something to talk about now in the podcast after I forgave him. So thanks, boys. All the best. The Steam Train, a.k.a. Davey Butler. Always good to hear for the Steam Train, John. Isn't that beautiful, though? Isn't that just why we do this? This podcast, we've brought two brothers together. You know, they now have something to talk about. Oh, did you hear, you know, the booking of Mr. Blobby last week? Did you, what about this Luigi Primo guy? You yeah, know, I think that's a beautiful thing. It's no way I'd do it for the money. Uh-huh. Jimbo says, bit long-winded, but here goes. I was a couple of episodes behind because I was on holiday. As I said before, I saved my wrestling daft fix for driving to Aberdeen on a Monday and back came on a Friday. A few points, slight bury for John the producer. He said the spot John Ric Flair's match with Andrade having to put the brass knucks on Flair was embarrassing. I disagree. I think it was showmanship of the highest order. He was pretending to no get them on because then he just suddenly snapped into promo and put them on in one go. He was just selling the angle magnificently. Go back and watch. Also, 
Rab's read a few of my correspondence over the last couple of years, but John always forgets to put them in paragraphs for him to read it. So it just seems like a big stream of Glaswegian scheme wrestling consciousness. Actually, a good name for a wee promotion at GSW, GSW, GSW. Putting on myself for being on holiday with my partner in Paris for my 40th. And the news about Vince's retirement coming out, I'd basically just pipe up every few years with the now infamous in our house anyway. I can't believe Vince McMahon's retired. Walking down the banks of the Seine at dusk, I can't believe Vince McMahon's retired. Watching the final day of the Tour de France at the Champs-Élysées. I can't believe Vince McMahon retired. <laughs> it punctuated the whole trip. When I watched Ric Flair's final match back home, I showed my partner the bit where he faked a heart attack and she went, oh, is that Vince McMahon retired then? No, that's Ric Flair. She's no a wrestling fan. Also like to put her wrestling daft. Love the show. Listen since day dot. Buzzing for the live events. Always makes me have a few laughing fits. Keep up a good work. Good one, Jumbo. I love the I love the big long ones for Jumbo, big stream of consciousness ones. Barry says Barry says put all this photo shoot for the Stevenson Dream here. No way has he ever promoted a crew manager. So there's a picture here of Grado, and is this the is this a, a fire station thing? This must be from back like some sort of pam fire station pamphlet. Uh, someone sent uh, well Barry said it is in, um, and it's basically it's a picture of Grado leaning over someone with a headset. Obviously, doing a pretend pose, like pointing at a screen. Well, Grado was doing a pretend serious point at a screen, right? Uh-huh. Like he's just like he's just spotted him versus Abyss at Monsters Ball or something, right? <laughs> and there's these two fucking poor women trying to force a smile sitting beside him. Two women that have obviously worked with Grado for about fucking ten years. Now. They're, they're, they're near, they're near the noose, John. <laughs> they're approaching the noose. That woman at the front is wondering. Where she's going to get fucking 200 sleeping pills for. <laughs> and the woman at the back is wondering how she can sneak herself onto the fucking Stevenson train station rail track. <laughs> and it's all about respect. We value respect. Oh, sorry. We, I, it's about respect. We need, <laughs> we, we need to get Grado's take on this next week because I have not come across this photo and I'm hoping that he's not seen this before as well. I'm sure he has, but I don't know where he's, Barry's dug this one up for, but it's an absolute belter. Finally, a wee bit of Macho Man content here, uh, as Sarah Green interviewed Randy Savage on Going Live. Yeah, well, we've had Macho Man content the last couple of weeks, so we're keeping it going, and this, this is an absolute belter. Randy Savage making his presence felt this morning on Going Live. It's good to have you here. Can I just introduce to Gordon? Yeah, sure. Where is he? He's right behind you, here. Hey. There. Yeah, no, well, don't, be, don't be nervous. I'm don't not be nervous. nervous but no. What's he all about here? He's a, he's a gopher. He lives down the road at Shepherd's Hedge. Uh-huh. He's a great wrestling fan. Uh, Wait a minute. Sorry? Where's my wallet? Gordon took my wallet. Check uh, him. Gordon, do you, you, no, I don't. I don't think Gordon would do something you don't like think that. So? And I wouldn't challenge know. him because he's nasty when he gets riled, you know. He moves into a big condo or something like that. Check it out and let me know, yeah. We will. We'll risk we will. him, yeah. Uh-huh. Gordon, moving to a new burrow soon, are you? Oh, dear. Right? You could be right. Yeah, just like that, huh? We'll, yeah, yeah. Uh, the closer you get, the less you see, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he likes me. No, it's he, he actually finished off Hacksaw Jim Duggan a couple of weeks ago. Since then, he's been very confident about his wrestling ability. Hold on a minute. Oh, stop a fucking minute. He finished off Hacksaw Jim Duggan? <laughs> That's a fuck does that mean? I don't know. Gordon the Gopher finished off Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You heard it here first, for fuck's sake. What a worker. I mean, I knew these wrestlers were fucking mad perverts back in the day, but getting a fucking wank off Gordon the Gopher. <laughs> 
That <laughs> takes a biscuit, doesn't it? What a worker Savage is, though, eh? Oh, man, he's a pro, isn't he? He's fucking great. There's nine he? minutes of this, and it's just beautiful. I, I won't play the full nine minutes, but if you want to check it out, 1992, Macho Man Randy, Randy Savage on Going Live, classic children's TV, absolutely beautiful. And if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Our email is at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. <laughs> now, every week, we like to separate the Johnny Wrestlings for the Johnny Balls as we bury and put over stuff for the world of wrestling. Um, so Johnny Balls are bad. Johnny no, bad. doesn't. I mean, come on. Johnny and Balls, fucking right. Johnny Wrestling as well. I mean, he's peace. Do you know like, Johnny? Do you know like Johnny Gargano? No, I know. I, 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 he's not your type of wrestler. See that fucking era NXT, mate? With fucking Gargano and and fucking Cole and all that. That wasn't for me, mate. No, that wasn't. That was that was not for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Too much indie darling scene. So what you want to, but what you want to bury and what you want to put off, John? What are you feeling this week? Well, I've not. I've just seen it and I've just read this on Twitter. Um, I was like, oh, Col- Cabana's trending. Um, now apparently, uh, I was like, oh, why is Colt trending? But uh, it was said on uh, AEW last night. Someone, CM Punk, was uh, say cutting a promo saying, "I I got sixteen screws in my screws in my foot," and uh, some guy started chanting uh, Colt Cabana, uh, and CM Punk responded him saying, "Which, by the way, is sixteen more times than this fat guy has gotten screwed in his entire life." I want to bury that. I want to bury that. I don't think he should be reacting. I think it's a bad look on Punk. You don't think that's acceptable? Uh, we like Colt here. We like Colt here. You know, I know Grado's pals was obviously Colt and uh, Punk, so it'd be interesting to get his take on the whole situation. But nah, I, I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, I want to put over uh, Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard in 1985 again. <laughs> and the reason why I want to put that out is because last Friday, was it, I I was like, I want to watch some fucking good wrestling that I love. And I put on Starcade 85. I wow. can't tell you how many times I've watched Starcade 85, by the way, right? <laughs> and I stuck on Starcade 85, The Gathering. And, uh, and I watched that Magnum TA, Tully Blanchard fucking I quit steel cage match man and see see as years go by it, it just I love that match but every time I watch it I love it even more I think it's just unbelievable stuff so I want to put that over and I want to also anybody out there who has never seen it and there will still be some of you that haven't watched it Get your network on, get Starcade 85 on, watch Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard. You won't believe how good this match is. Um, and also, uh, I want to put out EC3. Um, EC3 was wrestling. Um, he was wrestling Bram. Oh, was and he? he? And his belly looked absolutely fucking mental. His belly was sticking out like a wee mad wee pot belly. I don't know what was going on. But there was a <laughs> picture I saw him, and I don't know if it's like fucking, I don't know what it is, but it, it it just looked banana. So I want to, bananas, I want to put that out as well. I quite like the fact that EC3 looks like an old school steroided up muscle guy for, for back in the day. You know the kind of guy back in the day where you go, he'll be dead in two years? Aye, aye, aye. He looks aye. like that. And you know what I mean? Somebody has to look like that out there. 
I feel like. So was fucking this, fair play. Was this on a, a, a like an indie show, Rab, or was this on like the control your narrative thing? Um, I think it was on. It was. It was just a picture. So I think it was in a a, a recent. I'm not sure where it was, John. If I'm being honest, yeah, but it's worth yeah. looking for the picture. Right, I'll look out for that. Uh, Bram was looking fantastic as he always does. What a, you know, what a body he's got. EC3 mm. just looked fucking mental. Standing beside <laughs> him, fair play, him. fair play, you kid. Um, oh, I also want to put over. Um, I want to put over Seth Rollins for wearing my clays. What was he wearing? Uh, when the Scots was finished filming, there was a rap party, and I was wearing a smoking jacket at a <laughs> rap party. And about a month to six weeks later, Seth Rollins turns up on Raw with my exact, the exact mate, really the same style, the exact smoking jacket on. Uh, so I want to put over Seth Rollins for I've that, put that, that promo. Um, a lot of, that between Riddle and there. Uh, it was um, in that bit. It was in that bit. Uh, well, was it that? Was it that? Oh, it was right. that very one. Right, right. I right. put it up on my. I put it up my socials, mate. If you want to, if you opened up my Instagram or opened up my Twitter and had a look, I put the photographic evidence up. It is the exact same smoking jacket we're wearing. But incredible! I loved, loved that. I just it seems to, the PG era seems to be falling away. I mean, after seeing stuff like that, and loved the, the fact that you know when they were filming it, it was like almost on a phone. Did you see that? And it was like, yep, in the car park. But I love all that stuff. More of that, please. Do you think the balance is shifting? And I know this is this will split the audience because we've got a very loyal AEW audience that listen to us. But WWE's getting its shit together, isn't it? I think it's I think it's too soon though. I mean, it's like obviously we're all very excited about this we um this we period in WWE just now. But we have had very many false dawns in the WWE oh, that's true. of late. So let's see how it is six months down the line. My feeling is, let's see how this program through Royal Rumble up to WrestleMania goes, and then we can start getting excited. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. So let's see what the punters are saying. Stevie wants to put all WWE just getting better and better with Triple H being back. Nothing to bury. Gladanoid wants to put all the Dexter Loomis stuff on Raw. I love the wee subtle background things. Scott wants to bury it. I like the, I like the Miz during these match pointing up into the crowd. And then you yes. saw Loomis up there. That was a that was a sweet wee moment. I, I love all this Loomis stuff. I love how it's all been in the kind of background and everything like that. Uh-huh. And just I, you don't know what's going on. I love all that intrigue. And it's like, yeah, love that. Scott wants to bury the folk calling the death triangle. Will Osprey work a gymnastics routine? And wants to put her Ricky Starks. Um, we all love Ricky Starks. Scott wants to put her Kevin Nash's tweet about Osprey's merch sales. Did you see this? I saw that somebody put out a ridiculous tweet about the amount of five star matches Will Osprey's had compared to fucking Cena and all that. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just fucking embarrassing. And then Ke- Kevin Nash like comes in with how's his merchandise sales, and what Osprey uh, replied, "Did you tear your quads while writing this tweet? Oh, fire, heat, come on." Book it, Nash versus Osprey. Nash would fucking kill him. Oh my god! One I mean, punch. I mean, what do you even say to that? You know what I mean? I mean, Will Osprey. You know, it's like I, I enjoy watching a Will Osprey match as much as anybody, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching him do his thing, and obviously, in terms of his athleticism and and physically, it's incredible the stuff he can do in the ring. I think, right. Yeah. It's incredible, and you you would need to be 
you would need to be fucking off your head to say that that's no entertaining to watch, right? But for me, like, you know, he's like second match on the card or something. You know what I mean? He's like, that's aye, no, aye. when we're getting into the nitty gritty of pay-per-view, when we're getting up to the fucking stars and the main eventers, um, I'm no wanting to watch Will Ospreay, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I, I just don't that. think he has that. But, you know, the way I've always felt about Will Ospreay is first hour of Nitro all day, every day. You know what I mean? Aye. Do you think? First hour of Nitro back in the day when it was the fucking cruisers and that, yeah, all, yeah, all yeah, that entertaining yeah. stuff. He'd have been brilliant in that mix. Here's a question for you, and this is probably a bigger question for a, a, another day, but can... Do you think there'll be a point, and the only one I can really think of off the top of my head, is where a high flyer would be a main event, or Rey Mysterio is the only one I could think of. Could you put Shawn Michaels in that bracket? But I don't know. I mean, I mean, Seth Rollins is close, right? I mean, mm. Seth Rollins, certainly when he was in the Shield, a lot of his work was as that kind of dynamic high-flying you know, the mere high-flying yeah. one. No quite. He's he's a wee bit of a hybrid. And certainly his work is a bit more grounded now. But yeah. but but if you sent Seth Rollins out to have one of the kind of high-flying matches, he could do it in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, but there's never really been that kind of main event high-flyer. Rey Mysterio aside, I think, is the only one I can really... That get a definitive high-flying kind of guy as a main eventer. And if you want to include Shawn Michaels in the mix, aye. But uh, do you think I just cause... would you would you would you know say RVD was a high flyer? Ah, he wasn't main event, though, was he? But he was main event upper, in his upper promotion. Mid, upper mid, but he was main event in his own promotion. You know what I mean? He was the main aye. event in ECW. That's true. And then just the, just the day though, just the day, you know, like you saw the SmackDown clip circulating at the end of the SmackDown during the kind of um, the Alliance fucking invasion era. And stuff, yeah. and RVD was right in the mix with the aim with Taker and Stone Cold. Not he had that wee period where he was uh, pushing into the main event. I know what you're saying though, but um, yeah, I, I know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's a funny do one. Think, that, do you think it's just bit like I what mean, is a high flyer? What is a high flyer, John? I mean, high flyer. You'd say someone like Ricochet, Will Osprey, as you say, kind of, you know, obviously um, the. Uh, Ray Phoenix, a lot of the obviously a lot of the witches uh, workers are, are kind of high fat. Huh, Sammy Zayn, is Sammy Zayn a high fat? I don't know. I wouldn't um, say so. No, but aye, it, it's it's interesting. Do you think it's because we've been brought up in the era of like big guys? You know, your Hulk Hogan's. But, but see, I'm a high flyer. Do you mean just like a fast moving? Aye, pro- aye. predominantly. Like high risk top rope maneuver type stuff. Yeah, fast paced, no power moves really. Just like lots of drop kicking, lots of fast, you know, head scissor, all that kind of jam, you know. But it's, could you? Because pick... <sighs> obviously, there's been there's been there's been many many people in the main event who have high flying elements yeah. about them. Macho Man for one. Well, yeah, yeah, you could say. You that. know, a guy who has you know. That elbow is his finisher. Um, beautiful thing, wasn't it? Jeff Hardy has floated around main events and promotions. Yes, yeah, there, there you go. There you go. There's another name for it. There's another name for it. Um, it? I'm trying to think. It feels like we're missing that's somebody the one significant. That the Wayne, but it's the Wayne's go for I mean, that when you first brought up, were brought up, right? Ed, Eddie Guerrero, I would like to say. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Could work as a, as a high flyer, yeah, even though, again, he was so. mere... You know, he showed a lot of his brawling stuff and Mary's yeah. kind of grounded technical stuff in WWE, but he was still 
you know, Jericho. Well, I mean, this is the thing. There's a lot of guys that have had that that side to them. There's ones that you would never call high flyers. You know what I mean? Guys like Stone Cold and Triple H and The Rock and all of that. You would never call any of them high flyers. But there's an argument to be made for for some. It's like, where do you draw the line? Where do you say somebody isn't a high flyer? You know I, t- I, mean? I tell you what, get that discussion going on Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Get that discussion. We'll talk about that next week. Look at a guy like Kenta Kibashi, right, in Japan, yeah. who's like this big fucking strong style brawler wrestler and all that, but he was also doing fucking moonsaults and all that, do you know what I mean? He was also doing big fucking dives and moonsaults and all sorts of stuff. So it's like, you know, what what does it mean? Does it mean a wee guy? Are we talking about a wee guy, not a heavyweight? Are we, you know, there's one, there's one, that's a good discussion point for yep. next next week. And yep. and the good thing is our, our own personal high flyer, Gredo, will be back at that point. <laughs> <laughs> to weigh in. Um, Dylan is uh, happy that the Dark Order finally getting a major win and mocks with an upset win over Punk. I have no berries this week. What did you make of the mocks Punk thing? Um, I liked it. I liked I, it. I, I, like, I liked it. I mean, it's not the end of the story. And I like, I'm a big fan of, you know, we, you can't have this thing where it's like two guys go into the ring and it goes 20 minutes and they kick out each other's finishers and all that. Or you can't do that. You can't tell that story all the time. That's a story that gets told too often now. So I liked that it was something different. I'm still interested to see where it goes. Um, I don't know why they didn't put it as the main event. No, I've, 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 I feel to comprehend why they didn't put that in as the main event. I mean, obviously the Death Triangle, um, well, Osprey United... Uh, match was brilliant, but why would you not put that in? You know, the title was on the line, they put it second on the card. The only reason I could think was to make sure that you didn't guess what was going to happen if they put aye, it in with five minutes left. Yeah. Aye, that's true, that's true, you know. But you know, not necessarily. Stevie wants to put a riddle in Rollins' brilliant work shoot video exchange, reminding me of the Daniel Cormier and John Jones beef in UFC for back in the day, and wants to bury Thunder Rosa relinquishing the AEW women's title due to alleged backstage drama with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Just when AEW had the division sorted, it's back to being a mess. I really hope Tony Khan gets a grip in that locker room because it's unruly as fuck right now. There's a lot going on backstage at AEW, it appears, from what you're reading on the dirt sheets and all the kind of stuff with Punk and there's a lot going on backstage. Do you think it's ever since Cody left? (laughs) Because it seems to well, all kind of kicked off from when after Cody left. I, I'm pretty sure I remember saying at the time that it's going to be a blow for AEW Cody leaving. Yeah, having um, a rock locker room leader and kind yeah. of holding them together. Uh, Mick wants to put over Sami Zayn and his work lately. That angle is spectacular. He's like the wee guy with a supply that you keep around just to get high. Also sneaking suspicion that he may have a say in the Clash at the Castle Championship result. Sami is a star and deserves to shine. It's true. Sami Zayn is brilliant, man. He's so good. He's fucking. He's so he's good. brilliant. He's been brilliant for so long as well. I think I'd love to see. You know, Kevin Owens seems to be coming into it now as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd love to. I think there's going to be a point where what they'll do is Sami and uh, Owen. There'll be some sort of. You know, Sammy will get kicked out of the bloodline, there'll be a batter, he'll cause them a match, and he'll get battered down. Kevin Owens will come in to save. They'll form a tag team. They'll take the titles off the Usos. And then obviously they'll turn on each other and we'll have a an our fantastic Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn match. Yep. I mean I'm I'm happy to watch Oi that. I'm happy to watch Oi that. 
Um, Bronze Cello wants to put out all the wrestling. It's great. Buzzing for this weekend. It's my birthday on Friday. Meeting Undertaker, seeing his stand-up comedy show. <laughs> Clash at the Castle on Saturday. ICW at midnight. Bury the interim champion. Just have them be number one contender when they come back. Mick wants to bury Vince's elbow. No sure why, but bury this thing deep away in the depths of the earth so it doesn't haunt anybody else. And there's a picture here. When is this picture from? This Is is this from the nightclub? We were talking about this last week when Vince was at... C- partying with Cena and was pictured coming out of a nightclub with a woman and I think this is this is the picture and, and he, it's weird isn't it his elbow looks absolutely mental isn't it it's really strange I just love the fact that Vince is out partying with John Cena now for his birthday fucking fair play to him man absolutely Undertaker <laughs> stand up what's that, what's that going to be like terrible do you think do you think he does like Observational stuff. It's not actually stand up, is it? Is it not just his fucking Q and A thing? No, I think I don't know, but I'd love to think the Undertaker. You know, my wife, my wife, she's a big fan. You know, and coming out observational. Maybe it's like surreal stuff, like Ross Noble that he does. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm on fucking. Have I get news for you? <laughs> right, Undertaker hosting. Have I got news for you? <laughs> Oh well, it's an interesting story. What do you think of this, Paul? Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. You just made the list! Hey, listen, mate. What's a list of wrestling daft this week? The list of wrestling daft is one that we should not manage to get around to for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks because we keep putting it off because uh, either we've had tight shows or it's just been one ease. This week it is... The best moments of Ric Flair, which won with 75% when we asked this question weeks ago to our patrons, we were put up against underrated wrestlers, and um, it, it was the, the best moments of Ric Flair that won. Hmm. Well, the best moments of Ric Flair, well, number one, I, I, mean, I know I always date in a man. You always do that. You make you just, like I because it's I, so obvious, John. But you go three, two, one. That's how a chart works. So you build up to the crescendo. Well, number three for me is when I met him and he refused to shake my horn. Well, that's the you brilliant. Was brilliant. Um, you know me saying, "Oh, Rick, I've been a, just a huge fan all my life, and I just I would love to shake your horn. Thank you so much for everything you've done and all that." And he fucking was like that to you two guys. Get a, get him a fuck out of here. Fucking love that. Fucking love it, right? Um, great stuff. And number two, I think it's going to be his retirement match. I think against Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Just for the sheer storytelling and Shawn's performance and that, just love it, man. It's it's a. I'm sorry, I love you. Is just one of the bits you would show to people that on the anti wrestling to kind of try and explain how many layers and how many different dimensions and how much color and shade a wrestling match can have. That it's not just, you know somebody trying to pin another guy and win a match. And number one is Royal Rumble. Right, so here we go. 
Let's see what the punters are saying. Andy says Rumble 92 is the go-to answer, I think, there. Like his run with Macho Man, where the flair got fake revenge porn pictures of Liz, all that stuff. You wouldn't do that story nowadays, would you? Big <laughs> Mash says when he's bumming all the birds in a limo and he collapses, we'd bum it. Right, there we go. <laughs> Daniel says Rick Flair has to be the Rumble win in 92. First time I ever saw him. My mate and I were in hysterics at the front face bump. Of course, that led into the match with Macho Man at Mania with the doctored photos of Elizabeth. Big gold belt in WWE, Mr. Perfect and Heenan in support. Great stuff. Oh, what a great time that was, man. Oh, that, was, yeah. Yeah. that was some of my absolute favourite wrestling personalities of all time, all together. I couldn't believe it, by the way. See it as a Mr. Perfect fan. I couldn't believe it when Ric Flair came in and then was hanging about with Mr. Perfect in it. It was the fucking best. Just, it, was book, it was booked for me, all that stuff, you know what I mean? It's just the iconic in 92 when he comes out in perfect and he and they're in the background. He's giving it the big woo. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful image. They're laughing and all that. Just like, just three absolute fucking legends, man. Yeah. Uh, Cla- Classy Choclos says, Flair interrupting the live sex celebration all while creating the best wrestling gif in the process. You know what that one is. Nicky says, WrestleMania 8, his match against Savage was epic. The promo after the match with blood soaking his blonde hair standing next to Mr. Perfect is iconic. It really is. Fraser says, winning the Intercontinental title in 2005. Could see how much it meant to him and the matches around it with Triple H's turn against him were pretty good. Johnny says, it's got to be winning the Rumble. One of the best promos of all time. Paul says, him versus Mr. Perfect. Loser leaves WWF match on Raw 93. One of my favourite matches. Oh, wow. Karate Warrior 2 says tie between Flair's original Nitro heart attack and the J Lethal TNA woo-off. And Andy says, my favourite moment hasn't come yet. It's when he's arrested and cancelled for the shit he did on that plane. Wow. <laughs> Things got darker. But I, I could never understand the hype about him. I understand I didn't see him in his prime, so I can only comment from 1998 onwards, but never really liked him. It's interesting that, isn't it? Because obviously we've got a lot of people here saying Ric Flair moments, and they're all really late. Like, even my list, you know yeah. what I mean? It's late stuff, really. Royal Rumble 92 is late, you know what I mean? This is a guy who had, had already done all his best work. But just again, we haven't seen it, really. That's true. Um, Brian says that time Grado met him in the bogs. was the best. <laughs> I'm a wrestler, too. Buy the um, t-shirt. I said, there's Flair, you know what I mean? And we've now seen his last match, haven't we? Well, we have. I mean, surely that's him done now. You see, he can't do anything else now, surely. Maybe we've seen his last match. What do you think? Aye, you've definitely seen it. He can't do He just about died. Woo! Right, how are you feeling, John, then? about? Let's have a wee chat about um, the events this weekend coming up. Um, so we get Clash of the Castle coming up. Should we have a wee chat about the about the card? Yeah, um, we we put this up on our Twitter as well. Just I put this up saying, you know, what event's going to be better, Clash at the Castle or All Out? Um, I've not seen uh, this. The card may have changed because this I put the plan together because I've not seen um the results from Dynamite from last week. So. By the way, what is the script? Wait, I feel like nowadays you fucking don't know what a card does until about fucking three days before the show these days. It seems that way, doesn't it? it does there seem- was a time when you knew the card like a month in advance. Yeah. Um, and it just seems, you're right, they've stopped that. So, I um, Clash at the Castle, um, we'll start from the bottom and work our way hey, up. Cool, let's go through it. Uh, Edging the Mysterios versus Judgment Day, uh, Rhea Ripley, we've got Gunther, 
versus Sheamus. That is one I'm going to look forward to for the Intercontinental Championship. Riddle versus Rollins. Um, Bianca Belair. Alexa Wait, well, how you? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, how are you feeling about these matches? That first right. one, Edge and that. You, you, I, I'm looking. I'm, I'm wanting something to happen there. I want a Dominic Mysterio uh, heel turn on there, or I want Rhea Ripley to set up an angle against Rey Mysterio for a cross gender match. That's I hadn't awesome. thought about that. By the way, Dominic turning and joining them. Aye, that would be pretty fucking cool, wouldn't it? I know. Or do you want you want Rhea set up a match against Ray, like a, a, a intergender match? Her versus Ray would be fucking great. They should. I mean, there the, there was a wee moment with Dominic and Rhea Ripley, and uh, um, and just recently on fucking one of them Raw SmackDown. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting that. Should do that. They should do that. Um, what about Gunther versus Sheamus? That's going to be good, isn't it? It's going to be great because big Sheamus. I mean, that's going to be a hard hitting match. But fucking Gunther needs to get the beef back on, man. Aye, it's, it's aye. Not me because I just look at the two of them and I just think to myself, Sheamus will fucking flatten this cunt. <laughs> like seriously, I just go, Sheamus will fucking knock fuck out of this guy. This big skinny guy. I know. You know what I mean? I just don't I... know what what's who who gave him that advice to fucking. Know. I hope Triple H is like. Fucking Fat. picking up, pick, putting the fucking catering table on wheels and fucking wheeling it into Gunther's fucking dressing room is what he should be doing. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, but I think Gunther will probably win that. They'll keep the keep him going with that. Though, then saying that, Sheamus has never won the Intercontinental Championship before. No, I think Sheamus is going to beat him. Do you think so? I think Sheamus is going to beat him. I think Sheamus is wrestling in the British Isles. Aye. And I think um, I think that's what we want to see. You know what I mean? I think we're we're wanting to see big Seamus flatten the big. You know what? It, you know what the fucking thing? the English are going to be going to this, right? Aye. And they're going to be wanting to see Seamus batter the big German, even though he's not a German. That's what they're going to want, right? <laughs> true, 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 true. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Rollins. That's got heat on it, hasn't it? Um. Yes. Uh, Randy Orton. Oh, maybe. Maybe come back for Randy Orton. It has been a bit quiet in that. Um, you know, Hank Seth Rollins is going to beat Riddle and then Orton's going to turn up. Or there's going to be an RKO out of nowhere aye. in this fucking match. It's got to be yeah, right. I think Rollins have got to keep keep Rollins at the top of the card. I think Rollins will win that, by the way. Um, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Oscar versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. What have you made of Bailey in his return, Rab? Great. I think Bailey's great. Yeah, I, I just uh, you know I've I don't think I've ever not liked anything Bailey's done to be honest. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I think it's really been the kind of wee shot in the arm that it needed. Uh, you know, and just the way things are going, I knew I wouldn't rule out Sasha Banks popping up either. Oh, this the, that you know Naomi and Sasha Banks potentially might pop up. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler for the women's uh, championship. I mean, personally, I'd put it on Shayna Baszler. I think they'll put it on Shayna Baszler and set up her versus Ronda. Yep, yep. And uh, finally, we've got Roman Reigns versus our boy Drew for the undisputed uh, WWE Universal Championship. I think. I'm surprised that I thought they were going to make that three-way with Karrion Cross, but Karrion Cross is going to cost through the match here, isn't he? I think I think Roman Reigns is winning. Yeah. yeah and it could be Karrion Cross that... Listen, I haven't changed my mind. They two are fucking money, Karrion Cross. And, I mean, Scarlet. we know how much you love Scarlet Bordeaux, mate. Yep. Um, but they two are money, you know what I mean? 
I, I, I feel like that boy gets a hard time after the internet carrying cross. Aye, I don't understand it. Aye, he's a big legit looking dude who's a decent promo and all that. I just don't, I don't get why so much of the internet is down on him. You know what I mean? I think sometimes when you get a wrestler who has, you know, a, a woman beside him as a like a manager or you know whatever role she's got, and and it, when she has such star quality, sometimes the guy gets it in the neck a wee bit. It's almost like. It's almost like he's a kind of ball and chain, run her, you know what I mean, run her neck a wee bit. Yeah. A wee bit of a burden to her career or something. But I kind of hang the, hang the both of them, I think they're a hot ticket, man. Yeah. I'm uh, amazed that Vince didn't see it. Yep. I mean... The, it's, the, it's, one of, it's one of the fucking weirdest things for me, that, is that Vince didn't see that. I thought they, they two would be totally up Vince's street. Don't I, get it. The presentation's been great for me. Uh, so that's the, the card so far. There'll be another few matches added. What, what do we know about All Out? Right, all out. Uh, we've got the zero, the zero hour pre-show match. We've got Pack versus Kip Sabian for the All Atlantic Championship. Never mind the fucking pre-show. All ah, right, okay, fuck that. Uh, Hook versus Angelo Parker. I like Hook. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. This is decent. Uh, starting off the card: FDR and Wardlow versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. I mean, what a great match, guns. man! Motor City Machine Guns in AEW. Um, I mean that's going to be good stuff. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. Ricky Starks, your favourite versus Powerhouse Hobbs. He's got the, the rocket to him, hasn't he, Ricky Starks? Yeah, Starks will deal with that. Yep. Right, we've got House of Black versus Miro, Sting and Darby Allen. I mean, this is a fucking good card, isn't it? <laughs> it's all right, eh? Um, all right. I, like, I mean, I'll, I'll watch all the guys any fucking day of the week, you know what I mean? Um... Darby Allen got a new tattoo in his back, so I think he's going to win. Right, he'll be in the winning side. I, I like House of Black as well. They, they, Alistair Black's just really, really good. Look good, um, man. Right, Casino Adder match for future AEW World Title shot. You've got Claudio Castanoli, Who are you? Are uh, Penta L Zero, uh, Ray Phoenix, Rush, Andrade, Dante Martin, and a Joker TBC. Um, who do you think the Joker's going to be? Which ex WWE employee do you think they'll bring in? Who is the Joker going to be? Huh? On Strowman? No, because uh, did you not see the news today? The well, the rumor going about is that Braun has resigned with WWE. Really? That's right. the rumor going about, according to the internet. Let me just check. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw that earlier, but let me just um, let me just see if. It's, it's not been... going to be the fiend. There's rumours about him returning to WWE as well, isn't it? Well, let's see if it's been debunked yet. Braun. Let's see. Braun Strowman. You know, there's there's places saying that's the talk. The talk is that Braun is going to be back on Monday. Why not? At WWE. Why not? It could be the Raw after Clash at the Castle that he pops up on. Who's out in, who's out injured in AEW who can make a comeback as the Joker? I'm just trying to think who's on the, the shelf at the moment there. Um might be a, there might be an in, back comeback from injury or it might be And a, there's not really been any hint at who it might be either, in them though. Right. They kinda don't do that. It'll probably be uh, Leo Rush again, coming out of retirement for the hundredth time. Oh god. I mean, obviously the you know, there's some people thinking could it be MJF, there's no way they would bring him in in that spot. I don't uh, think. Nah, not at that spot, no. No, don't, don't say that. A future AEW World title shot and he cashes it in. 
But yeah, you're right. It might be MJ. Hmm? I just don't know. I don't know if it's as high profile. You know what I mean? I just don't know if yeah, it's yeah, yeah. if it's right. Could be though. Yeah. Could be could could be Samoa Joe. True. Could be Samoa Joe's What's one. Jeff Hardy up to? Ah. Well there you go. There you go. Oh, there's there's a shout. There's a shout. Um, Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Shida for the Women's Championship. I think t- Tony Storm's probably winning that. Maybe, but I would like to see Jamie Hayter having a run. I like Jamie Hayter, aye. Aye, she's quite good. Um, and then we've got the Trios Champ. There's too many fucking belts in the AEW, isn't it? The Trios Championship Tournament Finals got the Elite, which is Young Bucks and Kenny, versus the winner of Dark Order versus Best Friends. So that's happening in Rampage. So I'm guessing the best friends will win and it'll be the Elite versus the best friends. So, and I would suspect the Elite will win that. Perhaps. Oh, are you thinking the best friends might take the Trios Championship? I, but it might be the Dark Order. Could be Dark Order. It might be the Dark Because I've often seen that Hangman's in the Dark Order team. So it's Johnson or Alex Reynolds and the Hangman. Hmm. So, hmm. and then they'll definitely they'll set up versus they'll set up so it's de- aye, so the dark order will win. So they've got the hangman Kenny thing going on. Yeah, and then I don't know who will, who'll win that. Fucking, it's a big card. This Jade Cargo versus Athena for the AEW TBS Championship. Another. Has <laughs> every match got a fucking title in it? it? Seems to be that way. Even the pre cards got titles in it. Um. So Jade Cargo Athena. It's a giant Jade Cargo. Cargo, right? Got great, great look around there. Um, Athena's good as well, but nah, Jade Cargo. Yeah. Jungle Boy versus Christian, grudge match. Just. I'm looking forward to this match, by the way. <laughs> Christian's banter over the last week while he's yeah. off the scale. I'm looking forward Spanks to this. everyone's dead dad. I think <laughs> Jungle Boy hell? stepped up as well, and. Um, aye, Jungle Boy's going to win that. Yeah, um, Swerving or Glory for the uh, Tag Team Championship this time versus the Acclaimed. So that's uh, Keith Lee and Swerve versus the Acclaimed. I like uh, The Acclaimed might win this, by the way. They are over at the moment. Maybe they are over. They are over at the moment, and uh, Max Caster's stuff isn't great. We're talking about that last week. Max Caster is a done gimmick, but Jesus, I love his rap. It's just brutal. Nah, he's good at it. Well, uh, Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Come on, give me that on a big spoon. Jericho versus Brian Danielson, man. Fucking I can't man. remember when they fought in WWE, you know. They, 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 they did, though, didn't they? Matches in WWE, but I can't remember. They must have done a program together. There's no way they would have kept them separate in WWE. Um, well, I think Danielson's going to win it. Yeah, I think so. And I think it will be a good match. I think Jericho is actually... Um, He's really stepped up this year as well. Like he's had, um, he's had some nice matches this year. Yeah, and finally we have got John Moxley versus CM Punk at the top of the card as announced. They've taken a while to announce the main event for the card with all this what's been going on. How can they though? Right? How can they? There's going to be something that has to happen. From a week ago, CM Punk knackering his foot, and now is in the main event fighting for the title. How can they get around that? That's the booking. I don't get the booking in this, and I can't understand how. Because they're... I think they're going to do a version of the fucking um, the Cody thing, where it's like 
he's injured, but he's still going to go out there and fucking... Like the karate kid, like the end of the karate kid where he's limping about in one foot. I think maybe... The, the crane. Oh, I, you know what I would love to see? I would love Moxley to just do it again. What he did. It's Beat done. him in like fucking five minutes again. That would be brilliant. That would be brilliant. Because because I think it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt anybody that you know what I mean. It yeah. would make Moxley look like an absolute killer, right? And Mox looking like a killer helps everything they know. It helps the fucking promotion. It helps fucking the BCC. It helps you know. It just just helps the whole fucking scene if he looks like an absolute stone cold killer. I mean, and Moxley at the minute is you know. Arguably, he's he's one of the best fucking wrestlers on the planet. You know, you know what I mean. He's like he's he's having a great year since he actually came back. He, he went after his wee spell today's rehab and stuff like that. He's 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 been amazing since he's came back. Yeah, no, I, I, I think yeah, I think I think you keep it on marks. Put the faith in him. Yeah, keep let him marks. fucking squash CM Punk again, and then you can still continue the story and do something because CM Punk can come back you know, in a fucking six weeks' time or whatever and be like, you know, you embarrassed me on that big stage. And, you know what I mean? And then you've got mere story to tell. Yeah, it, I, I think so. I think so. But, I mean, God, I might ask it to be a long show, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's going to be a long show. But, you know, I mean, I'm ready for it, actually. I'm, I'm up for it this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I'll be watching. I watch. I'll try and watch. I'm down the street. So what? What? What time is Clash in the Cat? Clash, Clash in the Castle. Castle it's obviously it's UK time, so it's going to be. I think it's like a seven o'clock kickoff on Saturday. On Saturday. Um. So that that's nice, isn't it? You can sit down and watch it with your. Got a wee curry in, man. Sit and watch curry a fucking and. wrestling dynamite, mate. So that'll be good, and then obviously AEW's on Sunday. Um, and they're going to put up uh, the World's Clyde event against. Uh, AW all out. So and obviously the big match of the weekend though, Grado oh. versus ah. the man himself, Kez Evans. I know, I know. No. We, we were a bit cruel to poor Kez last week. We kind of broke down. He, he kind of retorted to Grado, forgetting about his name on this podcast, and he cut a promo. And we broke down Kez's promo last week, and I'm surprised I've not had a, a doing from him. As well, a, let me say this, right? Let me say this. This is what it's fucking all about, and this is what the game. Is all about. No, Gredo says he forgets Kez Evans' name. We don't know if he's being fucking serious when he says that or not, right? But you've got a guy like Kez Evans. He's got that ICW belt on his waist, right? That's a fucking, that's a heavy fucking belt to carry. A lot of fucking great people have carried that belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to carry that belt, you need to have strong fucking shoulders to carry that belt. You know what I mean? I mean, you need to have a fucking good. stiff. You need to have a stiff upper lip, and you need to be setting out to make sure that fucking nobody, nobody forgets your name. Setting out to make sure that your name is on the tip of everybody's tongue. Now that boy, he's just on the start of that fucking journey, really. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's been running right over the top of people in ICW, right? He's been running right over the top of them. So he's, but he's still embarked on that journey in terms of the mainstream, in terms of the wider audience. His responsibility now as the ICW champion is to get out there, is to make the fucking noise that some of these great champions have made in the past in ICW, where people who don't even watch your wrestling know the name Kez Evans. If you were to say to somebody in the street, Kez Evans, and they'd go, is that the guy who's got the big strap at ICW? That's what he's got to be aiming for. So people, you know, he kind of get fucking annoyed at Grado making a show of forgetting his name. He, he's got to fucking blow that off. 
and scream his own name for the rooftops. That's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And I'll tell you something else. The journey never fucking stops because there's plenty of people in this world that haven't heard a Gredo. There's plenty of people in this world that haven't heard a Johnny Gargano. There's plenty of people in this world that haven't heard the Adam Cole, lucky bastards. There's plenty of people in this world who haven't heard a lot of these people. The journey is a fucking ongoing journey and that is the responsibility of wearing that big belt. The responsibility of wearing that big ICW belt is now you have to make some noise. Now, before Kez Evans can make any of that noise, John, he's got to get past. Stevenson dream. Do you think Greatest Grey win? (laughs) Imagine if he's on this podcast next week and he's got the big gold over over his shoulder. Do you think Grado is going to win? He says he's not going down to Car- all the way to Cardiff for a laugh here. He's been in serious... Well, I was going to say he's been in serious training. He's not been in serious training. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Well, I'm going to put this out there, right? Right. Grado is one of, the, one, one of my best mates, right? But I, I would say this to this Kez Evans guy. Grado is... A pro wrestler. He is also a breakfast radio host. He's also working filming a sitcom, recording podcasts. He's working all week. He's fucking working dawn to dusk. He's also training in the middle of all that as well. But that man is going to be tired, John. Yes, he is. And I would say to Kez Evans, never mind cutting fucking promos about people forgetting your name. If you cannot get past a guy who works about six jobs a fucking week. If this isn't your opportunity to run our grado, who's ever going to remember your name? That's what I'm going to say, John. He's getting, That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be Moxie versus Punk here. Grado's going to go down in five minutes. But I tell you what, I'm in there. Listen, by the way, Grado, listen. See, Grado, I've never seen Grado as fired up as this. I've never thought... seen Grado as fired up. And all, all kidding aside, I know we do a lot of kid kidology on this podcast and that we we do a bit of trash talk and we get a bit fucking, you know, we, we, we ramp ourselves up and sometimes we have a wee jack and coke before we do the show and stuff and it gets us into trouble and we get people saying they're going to sue us and all that, right? But <laughs> let's not go into that, John, right? But, but I've never seen Grado as fired up for a match as this. I, I feel like Grado was maybe... I would say six months ago, he wasn't really sure about his future in wrestling. He was mm-hmm. feeling he had some doubts and stuff. Yes. He went back, and I think he, he's been lit back on fire by that ICW crowd when he when he went back out in front of them again. And I've never seen him as fired up as he has gone down to Cardiff to have this match. So it's going to be interesting to see who comes out. I don't think, and, and if Kez Evans does beat him, then, you know, yeah. everybody's going to know Kez Evans' name. Well, I'm sure they'll all be chanting Grado's name. Midnight show after Clash at the Castle. If you can make it along and you're heading down, listen to the podcast on your way down to Cardiff. Make sure you make the ICW show. Um, what's occurring? It's going to be class. And Here, John, imagine imagine doing a fucking wrestling match after midnight, by the way. Can you imagine that? <laughs> How's Grado going to stay up? He's been on breakfast. He's going to be knackered. Mate, I'll tell you something. There's, well, only, there's only one kind of wrestling I'm interested in after midnight. You know what I mean? Only one. <laughs> only one, but... I, only one type of graps I'm interested in <laughs> in the midnight hour, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, good luck, Grado. Fingers it's no way Grado. He's on this podcast wearing the big gold next week. Right, John, it's been a pleasure. Let's wrap this one up. Um, yeah. We're no getting out. Oh, let's get listener of the week to uh, your man again, the steam train, will we? The steam train getting again. Davey Butler for a second. Let's do it again so he can tell his brother he's a listener <laughs> of the week again. There you go. Beautiful. Um, John, it's been a pleasure. 
I hope you enjoy the shows at the weekend. Uh, the team will be back next week. Up the road, new to you, John. Up the road to yourself. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.